Alright, on today's episode of the Be Known Audio Experience, we are talking what to do when your marketing is not working. Now, I was in the store today, and as I was going through the aisles, I noticed there were a lot of stuff missing. It's like things had just fallen through the cracks, fallen off the truck, fallen off the shelves, and it was gone. Well, as I was going down the toilet paper aisle, I saw no toilet paper. As I was going down the paper towel aisle, no paper towels. And as I was looking for some napkins, you say, Daniel, why are you trying to find napkins? Well, if there's no paper towels, there's got to wipe my hands on something. There were no napkins. Oh my gosh. Anyway, what does this tie into? Well, this ties right into our episode today. We're going to talk about what to do when your marketing is not working. But more importantly, if you have leaky pipes, your water's not going to flow. you got to fix those leaky pipes. We're going to put on a plumber's hat today and dive deep into it. I am so excited to have you here. Folks, we recorded this episode over on Facebook. We go live on Facebook. If you want to watch live, if you want to watch me live, I may be wearing a cowboy hat. I may have on an American flag bandana. Or I may just be sitting normally. Doesn't matter. We're all at home anyway. But if you want to watch it live then head on over to our Facebook group, How To Be Known Online. That is How To Be Known Online, and you will see me. I appreciate you listening. As always, let's get right into it. What are we talking about today? We're talking about what to do when your marketing is not working. My gosh, that's applicable for everybody, it seems like. You know, right now, I've been getting so many emails as I expect you have been as well that are talking about you know the crazy uncertain times some people call it the pandemic the recession you know some people call it coronavirus some people call it COVID-19 some people call it every which way but it's all the same these are crazy and uncertain unprecedented times that we're in I have a lot of friends and associates in the business that I do that are absolutely going through a bloodbath right now it's so sad and just the the difficulties that they're going through, just the things that they're experiencing right now in 2020, 60, 90, 100 days ago, you would have never thought it would happen. We were on the up and up. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was a bull market. But with all that to be said, we know what's going on in the world. We don't have to talk too much about that. But I do want to discuss what to do when your marketing is not working. What happens if you put something out there and nobody's clicking or nobody's liking, nobody's sharing, nobody's viewing even? What happens if you write an email and nobody's opening or nobody's responding? What happens if you create, let's say, an online sales funnel to push someone through their customer journey, but nobody seems to be taking that second step? And these are all real world questions that people everywhere asking right now and it's something that's been weighing very heavy on me so before we get started with that let me make sure we're all set up here awesome we have some people tuning in tell me where are you watching from and also tell me what business are you in i want to get to know the folks in the group a little bit more i want to start being able to have personal conversations so when you're watching this i want you to drop a little comment say where you're watching from and also what business are you in you can just use one word like hospitality, or you can say, look, I help people who are struggling to get their finances in order. There's a lot of people who do a lot of different things in this group. So let's just get to know each other and build up that community engagement through that process. 
Okay, let me make sure that we are good to go here. Pull this up on my side so I can make sure if we have any comments that I can answer them. Awesome. What to do when your marketing is not working? That's a question right there. And really the first thing that we need to understand is what are the three different things that you need to do? This is something that I'm so passionate about that I talk all the time about, and it, it comes down to three foundations. First one, how do you get attention? How do you get attention online in the age of distractions? That's so important. You know, with everybody on their, their this device, they're doing the, the flip motion, everybody has it memorized. It's an addiction. It's dopamine. That's all it is. That's a topic for another time. We can, that might be next week's live uh, social media addiction, but everyone's attention is so grabbed by so many different things. So how do we get attention in the age of distractions? That's number one. Number two, how do we turn that attention into purchases? How do we say, Hey, I've got a browser. How do we turn them into a buyer? That's number two. And then third, how do you follow up consistently? How do you follow up in such a way that it's not annoying? You don't ever want to annoy people and, and run them off, ram it down their throats. But how do you follow up in such a way that combines awareness, value, and a call to action? We'll get into that later. Now, in understanding why something isn't working, we need to go back to the numbers. See, what we do is all about numbers. At the very base level, the computer we use is based on ones and zeros. Our calendar is based on numbers. Even the time that, that we're seeing here, 1.13 p.m. Central Time, it's a number. So in our marketing, it's based on statistics, averages, numbers. And in order to understand if something is not working, we need to know what the numbers are saying, right? I mean, it makes sense. So when you're building something Let's call it a campaign. When you're building a campaign in your marketing, what are the different points? What are the different steps? Okay. Let's say, for example, you have your advertisements. Okay. We all know what an ad looks like. Hey, click here. Hey, do this. Hey, watch out. I'm in front of this whiteboard, drawing up some process. I'm spreading value. Here's a call to action to click more. Watch my webinar now. That's an ad. Okay. We're no stranger to that. I mean, we get thousands of them each month on our phone. But when we're creating ads, when we're creating that advertising campaign that we want to be shown to the world, well, what are the specific numbers in that? What do we need to pay attention to? I mean, you have click through rates, you have CPMs, you have conversion rates, frequencies, reach, impressions, it gets jumbled very fast. A lot of times people don't talk about it. They say, Yeah, just put out an ad, you're good, just start spinning. Well, yeah, it's, it's great to spend, but how do you know if there's a return, right? How do you know if there's a return on your ad spend? That's called ROAS, R-O-A-S. So when we're creating our ads, then let's talk the numbers. First one you want to look for is your spend. Of course, that's easy. How much have you spent? All right, let's say you spend $100 on an ad. $100 over seven days. So you spend $100 in a week. I'm going to pull out my calculator so I don't botch this math. I'm good with numbers. Not amazing with math. <laughs> Simple math sometimes. That's, uh, that's a little funny. Story for another time. Anyway, so what it comes down to is if you spend $100 over seven days, you spend about $14 and some change. We'll call it 14 bucks. So you spent $14. Great. What happens? 
what happens after that? So you spent $100, but what did you see from it? Well, you got a couple ads out there. You've got some targeting. Let's say you're targeting business owners. You're targeting guys who like beer. You're targeting moms who like Toys R Us, whatever it is. It, it doesn't matter. We can go deep into that on another session, on another live. You have $100 spent, and let's say you got 100 clicks from it. To keep it simple, let's say 100 clicks. Awesome. Great. You got 100 clicks. That means 100 individual souls, individual people, individual human beings said, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to click. So you have 100 clicks for $100 spent over seven days. Woohoo. Congratulations. Now, what happens after that? And really, it comes down to what's your click-through rate. All right. It's called your CTR. In your advertising, you're looking for your spend, you're looking for your clicks, you're looking for your conversions. We'll get into that in a second. That's your purchases, leads, things like that. But you're also looking for your CTR, click-through rate. On average, if your click-through rate all, meaning anybody who clicked, maybe not to your website, but just clicked to do something, some simple objective, if your click-through rate all is below two, two and a half percent, you need to fix it. That means people are not engaged with your ad means people are seeing it and they just don't care. They're just scrolling through. Okay, so if your CTR all, click-through rate all, anybody who clicks on anything is below about two and a half, two percent, you need to fix it. Change your copy, change your image, change your headline. These are all simple things. It's just a process of tweaking and changing. Okay, so we've covered spend, we've covered clicks. If you're getting clicks for a decent cost, Usually anything a dollar or below is a decent cost in my book. And if you have a two, two and a half percent or higher click through rate all, then great. Awesome. Good stuff. And then you look at conversions. Now, not every advertisement you run is going to be geared towards conversions. There's some ads that are simply brand awareness. There's some ads that are simply spreading value through videos or helpful articles, listicles, whatever you call it. But ultimately down the line, you do want somebody take some sort of action, right? Otherwise, there would be no business. Otherwise, you're just giving content for months and months and months and months and years and years and years, and there's no call to action. That's not how we play it in my book. And that might work if you're Coca-Cola or American Express, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that none of us are Coca-Cola or American Express. If you are, let's talk. You know, I'd love to learn about your marketing strategies. But with that being said, you have some sort of conversion down the line. Now, on Facebook ads, there's something called custom conversions, which you can set up. We can go into that later. But you want to see, hey, I spent $100, and over time, did I make something back? Did somebody click? Did somebody purchase? Did somebody book a call? What, what was that? How did that spend equate to a conversion or a purchase or a booked call, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so you're looking at conversions. Now, here's the deal. We're going to get into that this in just a second, but here's the deal. Not everyone who clicks will immediately purchase, book a call, take action, do, etc. Okay? Expect some delay. This is called delayed attribution, meaning hey, they clicked, great, or they saw, great but they didn't take action immediately. And that's okay. Because if you don't understand delayed attribution, you're going to be sitting there and saying, I spent hundred dollars in a week, but nothing came out of it. Turn it all off. And this is the problem that most business owners have is they 
can't calculate their delayed attribution correctly. Meaning they see they spent $100 over seven days and nobody did anything, turn it all off, shut it down, Facebook ads aren't for me. Well, that's wrong. I'm not gonna beat around the bush, that's just plain wrong. So what do you need to look for? Well, you need to look at stuff on a seven, 30, 60, 90 day cycle. Saying, Daniel, but that $100, I need it back right now. Well, there's ways you can get it back right now. We can talk about that you know, further down the line. But right now I'm talking about ads. Know your numbers in your advertisements. Okay, so we know our numbers in our advertisements. What are you spending? How many people are clicking? How many people are engaged with a click-through rate? And then what are your conversions? Almost everything else you don't have to pay attention to. You're saying, okay, then that's so simple. Well, yes and no. If you want to look at it, great, go, go ahead. But get familiar on those things so you're not getting lost in the sauce. You know, it's so simple to get lost in what, what you do online. All these new technologies and settings and everyone has a different name for different things. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's move on. Funnels, sales funnels. What is a sales funnel? Well, it's just a simplified path of least resistance for your customer to go through. It's the customer journey. Now, more often than not, people call sales funnels, and what they mean is it's a series of simplified web pages. Hey, send somebody through my sales funnel. I built my sales funnel on click funnels, things like that. That's that's how it's most commonly used nowadays. But in your funnels, what is going on? All right, let's say you're sending somebody from an ad. We've discussed ads. You're sending somebody from an ad to an email capture or opt-in page. You say, hey, come on in. I've got something to show you. I've got this free PDF or free video series or take this quiz or do whatever. That's your email opt-in, okay? So you send 100 people there. Awesome, you got 100 clicks, 100 bucks, remember from the ad, send 100 people there. Well, how many people actually enter their email? How many people take action and opt-in? Well, there's your opt-in rate. Let's say 30%, 33%, 33% opted in. That's one third. Awesome. 30% on average is what you want to be looking for. Anything above that, you're gravy. Great. Anything below that, I'd look to start fixing it. Okay. If it's 5%, oh my gosh, turn it off. You got to fix something. If it's 10%, turn it off. If it's 15%, uh, if it's 20%, you're getting there. 25%, come on, you're almost there. A few small tweaks. 30%, awesome. Great. That's on average. Why? Because across the board, industry averages from competitors, from clients, from associates, and from my own experience, this is what we've seen, and this is what is based upon a good ratio. You can really ask anybody. They'll most likely say between 25 and 35%. So you have your email opt-in. Let's say you're sending somebody to something for free. Awesome. Your lead magnet, whatever it is. Cool. 30%, you're rocking and rolling. And then on the next page, you have something. It's like, hey, but wait, book my call. Awesome, great. Well, number one, do they care? Why would they care? Why would they care to book a call? They just got something for free. So you wanna build and, and create an, a funnel blueprint that actually works, it converts. But more importantly, you wanna make sure they care if it's congruent. So does the PDF, does the thing that they just entered their email for, is it similar to booking a call or watching a video, a free training video, or making a purchase of a, of a small priced offer? Well, maybe. If it is, awesome, great. 
But if it's not, then you're going to see in your numbers that nobody purchases or books a call or watches the video or whatever conversion that is. So let me talk about this for a second. When you want someone to do something, it all comes down to three steps, hook, story, and offer. So with that being said, does your hook, is it hooky enough? And what do I mean by that? Well, is it drawing in attention? Okay, let's say on your email opt-in page, discover seven secrets. Well, that one sucks. So that one probably won't draw in a lot of people unless you have something else on the page that hooks them in. A hook can be a headline, it can be an image, it can be a clickbait thumbnail. Uh, this one weird trick that moms hate or whatever doctors hate. <laughs> We've seen those ads before. It can be a hook, I mean, it can be a headline, it can be an image, a video, uh, a button color. These are hooks, these draw people in. There could be more than one hook on the page. It doesn't just have to be a headline. It doesn't just have to be a specific image that they click on or, or look at to be drawn in. Multiple hooks on the page. So do you have a hook that works? You know, there's a million and four different websites out there that give you examples of great converting hooks or hooks and headline foundations. So all you have to do is use my best friend, it's called Google, <laughs> and you'll be sitting in high cotton for that. Now, hooks, we covered that. The story, what is the story that you're telling? And it doesn't have to be once upon a time. There was a man who was broke and he discovered a system to make money online. It's like, okay, well, that, that is a story, but it doesn't have to be that. What is the story in the way you write the words? What is the story in the way you create your videos? What is that simple story that you tell that gets people emotionally involved? It could be as simple as pinpointing three benefits after your hook. Hey, this will do this, this, and this. That's a story. Because instead of saying, get it, you said, hey, friend, when you get this today, you're going to see this. It's future pacing. You're going to see this transforming your life. You're going to see this unlock the doors to this. Or you're going to see that increase in abundance and X, Y, Z, A, B, C, fill in the blank. So the story you tell and share does not need to be some seven page, once upon a time, fairy book, Brothers Grimm story. It can be as simple as three benefits on the page. Now you want to get people emotionally involved. You don't want to write in such a way that it talks about strictly features because remember people buy emotionally and justify logically, but they remember perpetually. With that being said, you don't want to oversaturate people with too much what I like to call salt. All right, what is salt? Salt is painting the vision that their life will be in shambles. Nothing ever will go right for them ever again. If they don't get this today, it'll be the death of everything we know in existence forever. You don't want to do that. That is called too much salt. If you put too much salt in a dish, no one's going to eat it. All right. You want to be sprightly with your spices. You want to just sprinkle it in in such a way that it pulls people in through their heartstrings. It evokes an emotional response. So you have your hook. How do you write the headline? How do you put the picture up that pulls people in? Maybe it's clickbait ish. Don't use clickbait, but maybe clickbait ish, where, okay, 
that could be a good example for YouTube thumbnails. You ever see YouTube thumbnails? It's like, whoa, people are in like mid action or their mouth is a gape or anything like that. Okay. How do you create the good hooks that pull people in? Remember, we're going fishing here. And then how do you tell a story? And the story doesn't have to be 200 pages long. It can be as simple as, hey, here's the three benefits that future pays that cast the vision to say you can do this, this, and this. And that's awesome. Now, finally, you have your offer. All right, what is the offer? Well, an offer makes price irrelevant. Meaning, if you're selling products or if you're selling services, you're constrained by price. Oh, my competitor over there, he offers it for $19.99. Well, I'm going to offer it for $19.95. And suddenly it's a rat race to the bottom. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is create an offer, right? You create an offer in such a way that you throw out price. And what is an offer? An offer is a bundle. An offer is a stack of things that you can put together that suddenly increases the perceived value so that the price can increase. All right, here's an example I take from Russell Brunson, one of my mentors. And he says, I have this pen. And you're thinking, oh gosh, Daniel, sell me this pen. No, no, I have this pen. And this pen, I say, hey, friend, if I offered this pen to you today for $5,000, would you buy it? There's only one. I only have one. And right behind you, there's a long line of people. You're first in line. Congratulations. But Will you buy it today for $5,000? And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, you know, Daniel, that's a pretty cool pin. This is, it's a custom pin. Shout out to my friend Tom Peeler for this. But there's no way it's worth $5,000, right? I say, well, stop for a second. See, this pin, when you buy this pin today, when you unscrew it, it has a flash drive. And inside that flash drive, it's going to have 10 of my best converting templates. 200 plus email templates. It's going to have private access to my personal Voxer and cell phone number, along with my network of people that I do business with on a daily basis. You know, partnerships, finance, capital, JV, affiliates, different people like that. So you're going to get 500 contacts and I'm going to personally introduce you to them in a three way. Okay. So now you're saying, wait a second, wait a second. So this pen, you're telling me, not only does it write, but it has a flash drive that includes templates, emails, advertising that works, and your personal list of contacts, mentors, associates, affiliates, everything in between. I say, yeah, but there's only one. Now, normally, if I were to sell this, it'd be $100,000 plus, whatever that perceived value is. You see, put the perceived value because everything has a value on it say, but right now it's $5,000 and you're first in line. Congratulations. You get one shot at it. If you say, no, I'm sorry, your time is gone. It's going to be the next person's say, well, yeah, let me buy it. You see, it's all about painting the future, showing them what's possible, showing them what could be and understanding that instead of should they will. So I know that's a, it's a pretty simple example with a pen, but I always like doing that. If you have any questions about hook story offer, please, now's the time to drop it down below. I am going to check the comments real fast over here. Make sure everybody is rocking and rolling over here. I think we're good. I think we are good. Okay, awesome. So 
we understand our ads, we understand the ad numbers, we understand funnel numbers. How many people are opting in? If you're getting 30% or higher, that's awesome. How many people are buying? Well, out of everybody who clicked, are you getting a 1%, a 2%, 3, 4, 5, 7%? Well, friend, let me tell you, if you're getting 2% or higher, that's awesome. Congratulations. You know, if your numbers of people who bought out of everybody who clicked is 1% or lower, well, something needs to change. That's it. Turn it off. Stop for a second. Pause. Regroup the army and refine it. Okay. So we know our ads. We know our funnels. Well, Daniel, what about emails, right? We love email. You always say email's not dead. No, it's not. It's not at all. So when we're writing our emails, there's different points that you need to look for. Okay. We're going to get into that in just a second. I know I'm teasing you for a second, but there's different points you need to look for. And the first one is how do you write your subject lines? And you say, well, why, why do I care about a subject line? Because it's what people see. It gets the clicks. If you write a subject line that's too simple or doesn't have any spice or is very bland, no one's going to care. Everybody's going to be like, delete, 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 and they won't open. You don't want that, right? You want people to open. Yes, we all do. We all want people to open because when they open, they read, and when they read, they click. And that moves me to my second point in emails. How are you writing your words? Are you evoking an emotional response? Are you saying, hi, friend, today is a good day. I want to share with you an article. This article is great. Click here. Link drop. No, that's boring. Oh, my gosh. Nobody wants to read that. We've all seen those emails before, and you know what happens? We might click, but over time, our brain is trained to say, nah, no. And then when you delete enough, Gmail is going to filter it out. It's going to put it in one of the tabs that are often never land, or even worse, it's going to mark it as spam for the sender. You don't want your stuff to be marked as spam. No, you don't. Okay, so how are you writing your words? How are you writing the words that evoke an emotional response? Use spice. When I say spice, I mean transition words, narrative, compelling arguments, future pacing. You want to use this stuff in such a way that it pulls the reader in. It says, oh, well, I didn't think about it like that. Wonderful. Now, finally, are people clicking? Are people clicking on your stuff? Are they opening? That's number one. You know, I would hope for at least 15% of your opens, of your, of your list opening, okay? at least 15%. If you've got 20, 25, 30, 50%, you're rocking and rolling. But then your click-through rate, are people clicking through on an email that you want them to click through? Are they saying, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna check it out, boom. Are they? Well, what are the numbers? What are the averages? Well, on average, if you're getting a 2.5% click-through rate, that means out of the people that see it, Two and a half percent are clicking through. You're good. Five percent, fifteen percent, fifty percent. Whoa, that's crazy. But on average, two and a half percent. You're saying, why so low? Oh my gosh, why so low? Because these are industry averages. I don't just make these up. These are from Mailchimp, Active Campaign, Aweber, SendGrid. You know, I've studied these documents, so you don't have to. Frankly, they would probably be really boring for you to study and pour over. These are industry averages across the board. So when you're looking for your ads, the numbers there, dollar per click or less, awesome. 
click-through rate, two, two and a half percent or higher. Awesome. Are people converting? Are people actually doing something? Seven days, 14, 30, 60, 90 days out. Depends on your sales cycle, of course, but are they converting? And then your funnels. Are you getting a 30, 35% opt-in rate? Okay. Are people entering their email and saying, hey, yeah, I'm progressing. Hey, yeah, I'm going to do something. Awesome. Are people purchasing? Ultimately, that's what you want, right? You want sales, people purchasing. Two, two and a half percent. Great. Great. You're doing something right. One percent or lower. No, turn it off. Fix it. Fix it. Something down the line is not working. Finally, your emails. Are people opening? 20%, 15%. Are they opening? Awesome. Great. People clicking. Two, two and a half, three percent. Great. Anything lower? Anything less? Well, fix it. That means you need to write more compelling words. It's simple. Okay, going back to the simplicity of it. Let me make sure I'm good on time. Yeah, good on time. Let me make sure we don't have any comments. Good stuff. Going back to the simplicity of it. You know, we understand that there's certain numbers and averages across the board, industry averages. But we also need to understand where something is broken. Broken. If something is broken, how can we immediately tell? Well, let's think of this like a system and series of pipes. Okay, we're plumbers for a second. We have a series of pipes that run underneath our business, channeling water up into the water cooler. Everybody wants water and the water is money. Okay, so the series of pipes takes someone from a browser and turns them into a buyer through ads, emails, texts, chatbots, social media, Facebook lives, JV partnerships, and everything in between. Now, in order to see where something is broken, we need to first understand, hey, if they fall off, that means there's a broken piece of the pipe, right? If your pipe is broken, the water pours out and you don't get any water, aka cash. And that's no fun, right? We all want water. I mean, cash or water. So are you noticing where the pipe is leaky? Are you noticing where it's broken? Do you have a massive hole in your pipe? And you could call this your sales funnel, but I like calling it pipes because it's easier to think about. So let's say, for example, someone clicks on your ad or a post or a Facebook Live link that you dropped. Boom, there it is. So many clicks on it and they go to the next step. Let's say that next step is to download some sort of free something or other. Awesome. So they go from the ad to that page, that opt-in page, they land on that opt-in page. And out of a hundred people clicking, no one opts in. And then you have no purchases because now you have no emails and nobody went through. So where's the broken pipe? Well, it's not your ad because people clicked. It's not the purchase, not yet anyway, because nobody saw it. Well, what is it? What's that first page? All right, so 100 people went to it and nobody opted in, nobody entered their email. It's that first page. That's where people are literally pouring off like a waterfall. They're clicking that X button on their browser and they're saying, nah, nah, no. I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's what they're saying in their mind. So how do you fix it? 
Well, it comes down to hook the story and the offer. Remember hooks. How do you engage people? How do you pull people in? How do you say, oh my gosh, this is something cool. Seven weird tricks that doctors don't want you to know. It's a hook, right? People click on it. They're like, uh, if they didn't click on it, you wouldn't see them. I still see those types of ads. Then your story, how are you future casting? How are you forecasting? How are you painting the vision for success? How are you saying, hey, when you get this, you're going to boom, boom, boom. Paint the vision. Tell the story. And then finally, your offer. Is this something they actually want? Is this something that they care about? Do they want your seven tips on how to twirl a spaghetti and meatball better? Maybe some people do. Some people don't. Find where they are, show the ads to them, but more importantly, make sure things are working. So we figured out where the broken pipe was. Now we fixed the pipe. Awesome. We turned everything off. We fixed it. Great. Now people are opting in 30, 40. You have a 50% opt-in rate. 50% of the people that come to that page are entering their email. Congratulations. You're a winner in my book, but no one's purchasing. Okay, let's say on the next page after they get their their uh, freebie or their download, whatever it is. Let's say it's a yeah. Let's go back to the spaghetti example. Let's say it's a seven step guide to twirl spaghetti better. <laughs> well, on the next page you have but wait, get my training video to show you exactly how to do this, and also more whatever that more is. How to shake Parmesan cheese better. <laughs> How to make sure the plate looks really clean when you when you plate at a at a dinner party. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter too much. Well, actually, I would say that it does, because it comes back to the offer. What are you offering them? How are you painting the vision for success? How are you hooking them in? If you just say, "Buy my training video," no one cares. No one cares. No one cares because you don't have any added info. But if you're saying, have you ever, or did you know that warning before you plate any more spaghetti at a dinner party, you need this, or did you know that there are only three keys? <laughs> I'm cracking myself up over here. There are only three keys to shaking Parmesan. Everyone else gets it wrong. You're like, what? I've been pouring my cheese wrong on my spaghetti the entire time. And I don't know this is a silly example, but it's so true when we put it in context to something else. You're saying, oh my gosh, I need to know more. And so you read or you watch a video. Maybe there's a video on that, that sales page in order form to get this $7 little training video. Maybe it's text. Maybe they've written a letter. Maybe they, they've told a story through that letter or through the benefits, the bullet points, whatever it is. You're saying, oh my gosh, they've hooked me in. They told a great story, but what's the offer? Well, the offer needs to be priced accordingly. You're not going to sell a spaghetti training video for $997 unless the value's there. It, it, it's got to be the best <laughs> training video in the world, world, which also includes a ton of other stuff. But going back to that, you want to make it priced accordingly to the market you're trying to sell to. So this training video tells you how to pour cheese better. And it also tells you exactly the steps to troll spaghetti better. And it can even say how to make a better meatball and stuff like that. Cool. Great. 
the value's there. If you say, okay, but you can get it today for a thousand dollars. It's like, oh gosh, no, no, get out of here. So you want to price it, price it accordingly. It's not making anybody money. It's not showing them how to, how to, uh, you know, go out and get a date, you know, health, wealth, and relationships. But what it does show is it shows something short-term. It shows something that they can do practical and applicable right then and there. So in my opinion, you would want to price it about $7 or less. You know, you can even set it up free plus hosting. It's free. You just pay for the hosting. It's like a dollar. Cool. Great. So that's my spiel on want to make sure your offers are congruent on the next page. You want to make sure that if people aren't buying, what's going on? Well, check it out. You've got a leaky pipe or maybe the pipe isn't there. Maybe it's just a waterfall off, waterfall off into non-existence. And let's say, let's say that, for example, Let's say you have a waterfall off into non-existence. Well, what is the specific example for that? That's if you get people to opt in. You say, hey, I've got this free guide on how to twirl your spaghetti better, seven steps, whatever it is. Then after they opt in, thank you for your guide. Your email's on its way. You send them the email with the PDF and nothing else happens. Well, oh my gosh, you've got hundreds of people on the list. Well, what do you do? What next? I don't know. People are sitting around waiting to figure out, hey, I was wanting to learn more. I know there's something more you can offer me, right? You've got a guide, a training video, a, a next step resource, maybe one-on-one -on -one coaching for how to twirl my spaghetti better. One session for $250. Oh my gosh, and you're set for life. But no, because there was no follow-up. So it comes back to how do you get attention how do you turn attention into purchases and how do you follow up consistently? You want to make sure that the pipes keep going, that you don't have any leaks, that the pipes aren't broken, and you want to make sure that everything is congruent in your hook, your story, and your offer. If something's wrong, you'll be able to analyze the numbers and see, okay, so I've got clicks, but nobody's purchasing. So I've got an ad out there, but nobody's clicking. So I've got purchases, but I don't have any more purchases after that. Well, fix the pipes, build the pipes up more. It all comes back to that. All right, let me make sure still good here. Okay, so let me wrap up by saying this. In every marketing campaign, all you're doing is building pressure and releasing pressure. If you have an ad, you're building pressure around that and then they click and they take an objective, you're releasing pressure. I think of it like P.T. Barnum. All right, remember P.T. Barnum, if you ever saw the movie, The Greatest Showman, which is a very, very, great movie. It's very well done. But what did he do? He built up pressure through his campaigns. When a circus came into town or he was having a show, how did he build up pressure? How did he build up attention on it? How did he get people talking about it, buzzing, saying, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Well, he put out flyers. He put out clippings in the newspaper. He worked with different partners, affiliates, JVs. There were probably different names for him back then, but he worked with different people to build up the pressure. He put out advertisements. He sent out emails or flyers. He taped up or pinned up flyers around the streets. And so when the time finally come, came, boom, 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 the pressure was there. He had attention and all he had to do was flow the attention into a purchase, meaning, hey, walk right in here, step right up, here's the show. 
and I, I can hear the song in my head, Hugh Jackman singing, uh, this is the greatest show. I'm not going to sing it for you today. Don't worry. That'll be on next week's live. You can tune in to, to hear me sing. But anyway, it's all about building pressure. It comes back to pipes. I know we've talked about pipes a little too much here today, <laughs> but I told you we were becoming plumbers for a second. But how are you channeling that attention? How are you building up the pressure? And how are you releasing it into the next step? Are you saying, hey, now that you've done this, go here. It's all a series of steps, pipes, pressure, release, capture. As you've listened through this, I really appreciate it. First, I really appreciate it. But second, I want to offer you something special. Now that you made it this far, I really want to offer something special. What we've done through these crazy and uncertain and unprecedented times, I talked about that in the very beginning, but what we've done is we've opened up a few spots in our calendar, myself, my marketing strategist, Sam, what we want to do is get on a free call with you, a free consultation and review what's going on in your business. Is the pressure there? Are you getting attention? Are you flowing the attention? Are you turning browsers into buyers? Are you following up? I want to deep dive with you for, you know, a, a little session here and understand what's going on, but more importantly, how to fix it. And these are the same foundations and same methods and same strategies that we're using across the board that allow our clients and students businesses to grow during this time. You're saying, oh my gosh, Daniel, while others are being shuttered back, I'm going to say that nicely, ours are continuing to still grow. And why is that? Because they understand foundations. They understand that it takes three simple things. You got to get attention. You've got to turn the attention into purchases. And finally, you've got to follow up consistently. People are there. They're on your list. They need something. They're paying attention now. Are you going to give them something? That's what it is. So with that being said, I want to invite you to a free consultation call. Normally we do charge money for this. We, we Our time is valuable. So we do put parameters in place to charge for these calls. But I opened up a few spots. And I worked with Sam on this and he said, yeah, you know, let's get it. We're going to help these people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop a link right down below in the comments. And I would invite you to click on that link and see what's going on. See what we can do for you. And if it works out, then we can talk about some next steps. But this is a no hard sell, no pressure call. We hate that stuff too. This is simply us going, delivering some value to you because that's what the world needs right now. It really does. Anyway, I really appreciate you watching. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them below or reach out to me on Facebook. You can click on my profile, hit message or send a message and you'll get in touch with me. Otherwise, friend, I hope you have a fantastic day. Keep rocking and rolling. We'll talk soon. All right. What'd you think of that? How was that episode of the Be Known Audio Experience? I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you watching on Facebook if you're able to catch the live stream. Folks, we go live on Facebook every couple weekdays, and we have an event up once we are going live. It's over in our group, How to Be Known Online. You can check us out there. Of course, you can reach out to me on Facebook. But the link to schedule that free call. How do you do it? Where do you go? Well, if you want to take us up on that offer, if you say, Daniel, my business needs it now more than ever, I need to talk to somebody, we want to talk to you. 
All you have to do is reach out to me on Facebook. You can find me, Daniel Pope. You'll see me in front of the Memphis Pyramid. That is my current profile picture. You can send us an email at mail at beknown.agency, and we'll work through with you on the things you need. We'll get that call scheduled, and you'll be ready to rock and roll. As always, I appreciate you listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Let's rock and roll.